0: Today's daf is Daf Lamed Zayin. We're beginning with the two dots, four lines from the bottom of Lamed Vav Days. Now, the Mishnah had said as follows: Mishnah had said, "Let's say Ruvain had made a neder that Shimon is not allowed to get any benefit from him. So the Mishnah said, interestingly enough, that Malamdo Mikra he can teach him Lukhar Mikra means like basic chumash. He can teach him the Mikra." he can teach him, but he's not allowed to teach him medrash. The expositions and the darshaning of the Psukim that, like teaching him Gomorrah, let's say, he would not be allowed to, he's not allowed to teach him. So, the Gomorrah wants, is going to want to know, what's the difference? Meaning, the, why would it be that it's a violation of the Nedda to teach him medrash, but it's not a violation of the teaching medrash? The so Gomorrah understands, what in? How could there be any terms of violating of the nether? Because we've learned previously to actually doing a mitzvah, mitzvahs are considered l'av lehenis that we're not considered to be a hana per se in violation. So the actual teaching of the Torah can't be the issue. So what it could be is that let's say this is a guy who's a tutor that normally charges. So therefore, and if you teach him without charging him, so therefore not charging him for the amount. That, but if that's true, then why should there be a difference between Mikra and, uh, and, and Medrash? Why should there be a difference? That's the moral wants to know. That's the, that's the issue. So why is it like this? So let's see. So it says, Melamzai Medrash uh, I I I had it backwards. I'm sorry, I had it backwards. It said like this: Malamda medrash You're allowed to teach medrash haloches Mikra, but you're not allowed to teach mikra. I mean the other way around. Torahs <laughs> v'chav, mikra seems to be the basic psukim that you're not. That would be a violation of the neder. Teaching analysis or teaching things that are like more Torahs <laughs> about type things. That would be permitted. So the says, "Mikra my den What's the reason you can't teach him mikra? Mishum dekamahanei because you're being Mahanahim. And again, the Ran points out we don't we don't think it's for leaving the being the hanah of the actual teaching because that's the mitzvah. That would be the problem. mahana him by not charging him. The rates for the tutor. So medrash so then, so, then, so, then, so, then, so then, then if you're not charging him for the rates for a tutor, then the Khaira medrash should also be considered a. So Amar Shmuel. So Shmuel says something that at first glance is going to be very difficult. Shmuel says the We're talking about a place where that that like literally means like the bar teachers they charge tutoring, but for gemara they don't charge. So therefore, then if, that's, if there is such a place, then it would make sense. You can teach him Gemara because you're not saving even tutoring fees. Why aren't you saving tutoring fees? Because they don't get paid in those places. But Mekra, but, 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 but basic, basic Sukkot that you can't teach because there, by teaching him, you're saving him from the tutoring fees. Someone says, my Pascha, my Pascha literally is a question that you find in shops, means why is it unequivocal? Meaning, why set up such a strange situation? Meaning, is it, is that the norm? If that's the norm, I understand. But if that's not the norm, then why would the Tana set up a case? We're talking about such a case. Why? Why? Is that, that, that's, I mean, Pascha means, is that what the norm is? is that's the way it's unequivocally that we normally get, tutors don't charge for Gomorrah, but they do charge for Mikra says Nahakem Ashmalan. What it's coming to teach us, says the Gemara, Daafilah, V'makom that even if you're living in a place where wages can be collected, we're going to see that there actually is a prohibition that for certain aspects of teaching Torah, you're not allowed to charge. Right. So now there were places Ran said that therefore didn't charge for any teaching of Torah because they were afraid that if you start teaching for certain parts of Torah. You might end up te- charging for other parts. What so places didn't charge at all? But the norm was they did allow. But if they allowed, so the places that they allowed to teach was only for Medrish, but it was not... I'm sorry, it was only for Mikra, but it was not for Medrish. And since they were allowed to charge for Mikra, it would come out that if you teach him and you, don't, and, and you waive the fee... Well, it would come out that you'd be in violation. That would that's the so. What says like this: How come That if even if you're living in a, in, a, in a city, which was the norm, that they allowed tutors to charge, but Allah mikra shari they only allowed him to charge for mikra, but Allah medrash loy shari but they weren't allowed to charge for medrash. Now, therefore, it comes out that therefore since they're not allowed to charge for medrash, so therefore even if Shimon ruins not allowed to benefit Shimon, he is allowed to teach him medrash. Why is he allowed to teach him medrash? Because He's not. He's not saving him tutoring fees. Why is he not saving him tutoring fees? He get because he wasn't getting paid for it anyway. Therefore, I the mitzvah, the the, hanor, the teaching that that's not. That's a mitzvah. That's not considered a violation of the neder. What's the reason that it became? It was accepted that you don't charge for medrash. What's the reason? So, when It's more like this. We find that Har sinai Moshe Rabbeinu says, V'o-e-sit-tiv ba e et eschem. Ha-Shem instructed Moshe that he has to teach B'nei Yisrael in Sefer Dvarim that it recall, recalls uh, the, the Sinaitic event. Moshe Rabbeinu was entrusted, empowered, you need to go teach Torah to Klai Yisrael. and we have a second person, there's also a passage in Sefer Devarim, it says like this, it says, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to Klai Yisrael, behold, I have taught you the statutes and the laws, Kasher ka Hashem. Now that clause, Kasher ka tzivani Hashem, seems to be extra. What do we have? Of course, it's what Hashem instructed me. Don't make it up himself. So what are you adding? So Kasher ka tzivani Hashem. The one who says, "I had, I have been required to teach you the same way as Hashem taught me." And you know what? When Hashem taught me, it was bechinam. It was without pay. So therefore, my instruction is, I have to teach you. Bechinem, I have to teach you without pay as well. So, <manyim> Hashem says, just as I taught you for nothing, without no, atem, so too, uh, and, 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 and fakir, Moshe Rabbeinu takes it to the next level. That he, uh, that means he learned it from Hashem, but also, so just as I am teaching you, when I'm teaching you Torah, I'm not charging you, Moshe Rabbeinu says, so too, when you now, for future generations, when you teach Torah, you're also not allowed to charge for that Torah. Now, this is, a, this is a, this compromises the whole concept of tuition, right? What the shot the We'll have to see over here. How you're allowed to charge for the teaching of Torah. But here's... Uh, 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 so too, just as I... This is my, my, I didn't charge you, you can't charge future generations as well. Sigmarah so says, well, if that's true, so then why is a difference between Mikra and Medrash? Then Mikra too, you should not be allowed to charge for Mikra. So Mikra Nami Bechinam, so that should also be Bechinam. Sigmarah so says like this, very interesting. Generally, teaching basic reading of Sukim is done for children. Right, the uh, the rush brings down. Medrash, Gemara, already at those days were It was, was was already older. There was an older uh, an older child or they were bar mitzvah age. But it wasn't like. But basic reading, mikro, was taught to children. Children. The reason why the tutors are allowed to charge is for the babysitting service. Because they they have to watch them. It's not just teaching them. They have to watch them, and they're not jumping out the window. So therefore, what you're allowed, what they're charging for, and why they're allowed to charge, is for the Shimur. So he says, a amar Shimur. That is for the scharshimur, and that's what you're allowed to charge. Generally, medrash was not taught for the, to the little kids. So there's no need, there's no over there. So therefore, then you would be in violation. of Ma'ani bechinum, bechinum. Fine. That, so that's according to Rav. It's Rabbi Amar. says, for Mikra, there's another reason you can charge. He says like this. Schar Pisuk Ta'amim. Schar Pisuk Ta'amim is the truck. That the truck, according to, we're see, according to Rabbi Yochanan, the truck was a later rabbinical innovation. It wasn't taught at Harsinai. then truck is, at, helps in the reading. Because if you know how to read the truck correctly, it helps in the understanding of the passage. You know when 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 two words are kept on the words go together. Dargatavir, the two words. Meaning by knowing the trop, it also helps with the reading and understanding. But that is a rabbinical embellishment that came that was taught later on. Therefore, they are allowed to teach when when for the basic... Mikra, you're allowed to charge because you're teaching the trop. Not so therefore that's the difference between the, the uh, between mikra and so it comes out like this, a huge a huge we're gonna see not Kamina. According to uh Rav, he says that you're 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 just allowed to charge for for babysitting. Which comes out that if you're teaching a Balchuva that's never learned how to read, you think if an adult you wouldn't be allowed to charge. Why? There's no it. According to Rabbi Echanan, is what you're allowed to charge is for the peskei ta'amim. You're allowed to charge for the truck. That l'chayra, you could charge an adult. You could charge the adult too. Because that's not a Torah innovation. That was something that was later on innovated. That was not a violation of ani matam Fine. Now the Gemara understands like this, this is the int- normal, the understanding that Iran gives us for the, the Mishnah taught that you're allowed to take truma for someone that you made a neder against, you're allowed to take mysis for him, alright, you're allowed to bring certain korbanos on their behalf, and it says, and you're allowed to teach them Medras, you can't teach them Mikra. Now, the Ran understands, he says this, that, that the first part of the Mishnah clearly was talking about you're dealing with adults. Because for a child, you don't have to have to take truma for the child. You don't have to bring a corbin. So therefore, we're talking about adults. So therefore, Lecher is continuing to talk about adults. So when it makes the difference between teaching Mikra and teaching Medrash, we're also talking about adults. Right? So if it's talking about adults, that only fits the, 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 the shita of Rab Yochan and Apiske, that the reason why you're allowed to charge for Mikra is for the truck. But according to Rab, that you're charged for babysitting. By adults, there is no babysitting, and that's the Kashas, the kasha on Rab. That's what I was asking. So, we learned in the Mishnah, you can't teach a Mikra, but you're allowed to teach a Medrash. That you're teaching, that for, you're allowed to charge for the truck, and therefore by not charging and teaching would be a violation of the nedr. So, that's why you're not allowed to teach him without charging, because it would be a violation of the neder. But that the only reason you're allowed to charge is because of the babysitting, the, the supervision. So the supervision. who, as an adult, needs supervision. It's a kasha on Rav. Right. So when it says, you're right, at that point in the Mishnah when it says the difference between teaching Mikra and teaching Medrash, that must be switching to be discussed in the cotton. But no issue with, with, with and What's that? There's no issue with the cotton with, with Anah and nedir ah g'v'al kasha the the there's no it, it, it's a, he's not met so therefore even if he violates the nether it's like you know it's like eating trade he's allowed says the ran the ron before and that he says it's true you're not required to stop a cotton from doing something wrong but you're not allowed to facilitate him doing something wrong and therefore by you teaching him that would be facilitating doing something wrong that's why you wouldn't be allowed to go ahead and do it all right so when it says like this Sigmaras says, Ibekotin. Sigmaras so says, alright, fine. Sigmaras so says like this, fine. Sigmaras says, you have to say, it's talking about a a, a, that switches to a child. Frank the but the Chayre doesn't fit the end. Because at the end it says, even though there's a distinction, you're not allowed to teach the child Mikra, according to students that you're not allowed to teach him Mikra, but you are allowed to teach him Medrish, that's what, but it says, and, but the next part it says, and his child, you're allowed to teach both Mikra and Medrish. Now if it's talking about a child, how- What's that? next by the line next line of the Mishnah? The next line of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, right, but Ava Malamid who is born of nice of Nikra. But if it's talking about a child, how can he be talking about his children? A child cannot have children. So therefore how can you stay talking about a cotton? That's the most caution. Whereas it says Eba Kottin, Sa so emma Sepa, then say the last line of the Mishnah, Ava is born of Mikra. Right. We said there was a child with Bonav and Benoitsaw which is Bonov is child in the, how to read the right gears. but it. it says children cotton barbonimu, can a child have children? It says the we have to say mechser, uh, 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 ketani. that according to Rab rab uh, according to Rav this is Rav there is a deletion in the text and when we put the words that have been deleted back into the text, into the Mishnah, then the Mishnah will read God's fine. Let's see what is the deletion. It says like this, Vavdani, Loy lamdena mikra, Starts of saying is, you're not allowed to teach a mikra, but you are allowed to teach a medrash. That's referring to a cotton. Right? Now, this is what was deleted. But im haya godol. But if he wasn't a cotton, he was a godol. Then, lo Loy You can teach him and you can teach his children why? Because according to again, according to Rav, we're talking about the problem is supervision. So therefore, if it's a gadol, for sure you uh, you can go ahead. And uh, I'm sorry, according to Rav, one second. According to the Rav, according to Rav, it was right. It, it was was. It's it, it, it supervision, correct? And therefore, you wouldn't be allowed to charge not for a medrash or for mikra because there's no there's no supervision issue so if it was a god then you can teach a mikra or medrash and you can even teach his child why are you allowed to teach his child so the ron explains is like this, that the father has responsibility to teach his child. So by teaching his child, you are indirectly benefiting the father, because now you've taken away an obligation that the father would have. But since it's considered to be like it's like Mavriya it's like scaring away the lion. We had a situation like the 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 uh was one one of the in the Mishnah before that holds that direct benefit to somebody you're not allowed to do. But taking away something that indirectly benefits him, that's not considered to be a violation of the Neddah. So the Mayor teaching his child, where now you've taken away the responsibility that you would have. That's not considered to be a violation of, 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 of the Neddah. That's that's how but 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 now there is with Khasura Mesura, the Mishnah would read as well. So therefore, like this Imaya Godol Malamdaloi. And you can even teach Bonav because it's not a problem either because ah, you are benefiting indirectly. Now he's not responsible for teaching his own child, But that's considered to be Mavriyach Ari. Mavriyach Ari is not considered to be a problem. It's indirect. It's not considered to be a violation. direct violation of the debtor. Fine. Let's go on. Says Gemara like this. May The Gemara now has the following question. Alright. It says like this. Now, the Gemara assumes right now we're dealing with the prohibition of Schar Shabbos. Schar Shabbos is you're not allowed to pay someone to do something for you on Shabbos itself. So it says, Tinoikais, young children, lo they cannot be taught to read. The Gemara assumes right now means basic reading. They cannot be taught for the first time on Shabbos. However, a first review—if they've already learned, they've already learned the pasuk or the Psukim, and now it's just a review, even if it's their first review. So then they're allowed to be taught that on Shabbos. Now the Gemara assumes right now we're trying to—we're talking about the problem of paying somebody to do that on Shabbos. So says Alamanda And says this makes sense if you learn like uh, uh like Rabbi Yechanan, that the charge that a tutor is allowed to charge for is piece of time. piece of time means the teaching of the trough of how to break up the pasuk. I understand why this could make a difference. Because when you pay somebody to teach your kid, the basic the the, 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 the thrust of the payment is to teach the reading. Review, the fact that there's review, that's not really the thrust of why you're paying him. So if he taught him the reading Friday, right, and now he's just doing the review on Shabbos, that you're allowed to go ahead and do because what you paid him really was was for Friday. You're not really paying him for Shabbos. But if he starts the first time on Shabbos, then he wouldn't be allowed to do it because then your mom is paying him for Shabbos. Now, that only makes sense if the reason that you're allowed to pay him is for But if you're paying for supervision, there's no difference for the supervision that happened on Friday or the supervision that happened on Shabbos, whether it's the first time. He's, he's not behaving any better or worse, and therefore, how do we understand the distinction between the first time and the second time? That's the G'mores Kasher. Someone when it says like this, so therefore, it might make sense, that you're only allowed to charge for the trough. So that's why you cannot teach the first time on Shabbos, because then your mom, is. that's the primary reason why you're paying, and that would be Shabbos. About the review that you're not really paying for, As it comes along. It's an add-in, but that's not what you're paying for. You're paying for Friday's teaching, not Shabbos' teaching. Elamanda shimur. But if you don't want for supervision purposes, for babysitting, so now my but but my in Barishon. What's the difference? Why would there be that I can't teach in the first time? We're going to say, because you're not allowed to charge for babysitting. What and the review? Why am I, why am I allowed to charge? What there's no babysitting the second time round either. Haikas charshimur Shabbos, The chayre even the second time round, there's a Shimur, You're charging him for the babysitting on Shabbos too. There should be no difference between it. When you're doing the review, you're yeah, you still need you still need to be babysit if a sad if you have a, a, this kid. If that's what you're charging again, for, the guy I'm gonna pay you to do this, but you have to until he gets it. You're responsible to you know. But, but again, are you paying him for that Shabbos session? If You're paying for that Shabbos session. You wouldn't be allowed to do it. Right? So, the cheresh is, is that if the purpose was to teach him how to read, so therefore the, you, you paid him really Friday. Review is not teaching him how to read anymore. He already knows how to read. So therefore, yeah, but, but it's, it, it, the payment really came for yesterday's teaching. But if it's supervision, I'm begging the supervisor to watch my kid, there's no difference between Friday and Shabbos. All right? So, says the Gemara like this, Really, you're telling me, therefore, this is only a kasha on Rab, that holds that you're charging for supervision, so what's the first and second time? Le'ab, but it's not a kasha on Rab because according to Rab on Friday, you're allowed to charge him for, and the review, there's no charge. If I can add in, you're an add-on, you're allowed to charge And says, is that true? Let's see, according to Rab the chaira, why is it a problem, even if it's the first time on Shabbos? Now, I'm going to introduce now a concept, which is called law. Literally, what Havlo means like to be swallowed up with. Meaning that if you have certain jobs in certain industries where people charge per pay period, they don't charge per day. So therefore, and it seems to be that the tutors used to charge weekly rates, monthly rates. So the halacha is in such a case where it's not broken down specifically hourly or daily, then like, the halacha then is that you're allowed to include Shabbos as part of the payment... Because it's in, well, we'll get, to, but the one is really asking on Rabbi Yechon, I mean, according to Rabbi Yechon, why is there a difference between the first time or the second time? Since this is a job that's usually contracted for a period of time, it should not, it, you should even be allowed to charge for the first time on Shabbos too. Because you're not directly paying for Shabbos, you're paying for the entire period. So therefore, you don't, you don't, don't just hire a, a tutor or a reader just for one day. Usually it's for a period. So therefore, you're right, if it was broken down each day, he's giving you the out, maybe that's packed problem. But that's not the way it was normally done. So why is there a difference between first time and second time even according to the shita of Rabbi Yochanan? That's the Morris kasha. The chayr or the according to your reasoning the shita of Rabbi Yochanan of Gashab is me osir. Why is there any problem of 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 of... of Paying for the allocation for the Shabbos allocation, even if it's the first time, why should it be problematic? Havlohi, this is a job that normally the days are swallowed up into a period and not looked at individual days. and we know that Havlo on Shabbos is permissible. That's why there's certain jobs that are Shabbos, that people do on Shabbos are permissible because it's normally done not for the one day, but it's done for the for the entire week or whatever it is, right? The sun you will learn it in a bright so the is going to say the following this is a a that's brought down in Bomatsia. Let me let me explain it outside. There were certain jobs that people were hired to do long term that was to ensure the integrity of the paraduma or the omer, What it was. That that actually, this is fascinating. They were uh, we uh, we've learned we learned as meseches yuma that they went out of their way because of certain leniencies that they did to uh, to to yot from the from the tzedukim. They actually made the kayan tamei a a, a full because the tzedukim held you can't bring the paraduma or or you get, so therefore they went out of the way to, to so because of that they uh, they 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 made extra stringencies in the, so what were the extra stringencies? That there were children, women that were, were, were pregnant with these little kahanim, they made them live on a bedrock in an area that there was no ground beneath, that you cannot have shrots in coming up and being metama, there could be no dead bodies in there. They made sure that they were completely devoid of any contact of something that would make them to tam- And People were hired to ensure that the integrity of the tumma was there now the job was not just a weekday job the job involved shabbos oh, yeah. as, as well right Until so they gave even well, until they got old enough to be able to carry the water whatever it was that they were required to do and so the shiloh over there is and said like let's read inside the samuel a pole, if the abased uh, in hired or with the base. A mikdash hired a worker lishmor as to safeguard the child to make sure they don't become Tommy. or lishmor as So or the actual was safeguarding to make sure the parah didn't schlep anything. You got yourself a a, a billion dollar cow over here to, if, if, if it works even the smallest amount would disqualify. They hired people to ensure that this cow would not do anything that would uh, involve a violation of disqualifying it from Para Duma, or lishmor as They were safeguarded to make sure that the plants that were going to develop into the Omer that could be brought on the second day of Pesach, that nobody came along and took them. They needed that that grain for the Omers. They safeguarded workers to watch. They hired their workers to safeguard these, these, these plants. So if they were being paid on a daily basis, then they were not allowed to charge. They, could charge. they could pay six days a week, they paid him. But on the seventh day, they were not allowed to pay. For Shabbos, they were not allowed to pay, because that taco would be Shabbos, if it was broken down to a daily wage. Now, there's a big nafgamina because if you're getting paid, you're a Shemar Socher. If you're not getting paid, you're a Shemar Chinah. Now, if it got lost or stolen on Shabbos, so if they weren't getting paid for Shabbos' work, they only had the status on that of a Shemin Chinnam, they'd be puttered from Gneva Veda. Yeah. But if they were getting paid, they'd be Shemin they'd be chav in Gneva Veda. So if they were getting pay, they were getting paid daily, then and you would not be allowed to charge them on Shabbos. Then their status would change every Shabbos from being shomer socher to being shomer chinam. So then im avdu if the item got lost, not through gross negligence, but there was maybe some negligence, small negligence that got lost, The worker would not be chayv and achrayis. So you not charge him for it. But in here, Shabbos but shabbos means a weekly. The word Shabbos is confusing. But here it means they got paid by the week, not by the day. If they got paid by the Shabbos, Shabbos, they got paid by the month, Shabbos, they got paid by the year, got they got paid by the entire seven-year Shemitah cycle. So then, in such a case, they would be, They were getting paid seven days a week, not six days a week. Why were you allowed to do it? Because it was done by Havlot. It was done as a package deal for the Period, so a it comes out of Nafkamina that if it was lost on Shabbos under his jurisdiction, under his supervision, he's responsible because In of Right? So therefore, comes out, frag the Gemara, that either way you've gotten slice and dice it. Whether you hold that the problem of paying him on Shabbos. There's an issue because of that. We're talking about that he's allowed to charge for the for, for for supervision, or if the board is that he's allowed to charge because he's teaching of time. There should make be there should not be a difference between the first time and the second time because this is a job that normally is done by law, And if it's normally done by law, either way there should not be a shabbos problem. So why is the mission to say there's different between the first time and the second time a the bryson. So, Ella says the Gemara, there's a whole different reason over here that has nothing to do with Schar Shabbos. Schar Shabbos is a non-entity here. That's not a problem. Like we said, Havlar takes away the problem of Schar Shabbos. The Gemara says something fun- un- unbelievable over here. It's a wake-up call for all of us. He says, the reason over here is that that we know that there's a mitzvah of Enoch Shabbos. A mitzvah of Shabbos. Part of Enoch Shabbos is hanging out with your kids on Shabbos. That you're supposed to hang out with your kids. You're supposed to be available to schmooze with them and interact with them. The concern was that if you hire someone to teach your kid and it's the first time, you're not going to want to be interrupting and hanging out with him, and you're going to make sure that he's going to be nobody can disturb and whatever it is. So therefore, it would take away from the onet Shabbos of hanging out with your kid. But if it's Chazara, Chazara you already knows that, that online you would be more comfortable coming in and hanging out with the kid, and that's why it's only mutter the for a Hazara, but it's not because of the the Onik Shabbos element. That is what that's the way the the, the Ron explains it. The the Rush has a different shot over here. He's saying is that you'd be much more Machpid than that. And, and, and he takes more time and it would take out more time of the Shabbos and you'd only get to eat later. No, we don't start the meal until you gotten it. So therefore, that it disturbs the Onik Shabbos actually of the meal. That's how the Rush learns it. But a very interesting thing is that part of Onik Shabbos. Yeah, I'm sleeping. you leave me alone. No, no, no. On so is... it's like also the kid has anxiety, that this first time is going to do this with a tutor on Shabbos. Oh, that, that the more gonna is going to say the next. The more is going to say something similar to the next terrace. But the one is like this. So time, The reason you can't learn for the first time with a tutor, mishum the because we want the father to have available time to hang out with his children for the mitzvah of Onik Shabbos. That's the reason why it shouldn't be the first time, but it could be the Chazor. The Chazor, there will be time, but it won't be time. Time will not be made if it is the first time that he's learning it. The Ibai's Eima, the difference is like this. On Shabbos, we eat all kinds of foods we don't eat during the week. And when you eat certain foods, it makes you feel heavy. It makes you feel sluggish. So therefore, to make the kid learn something for the first time when he's not on his, uh, he's not bringing his A game. That's we don't we don't want to do. Review, okay, fine. Review, you can go ahead and do that. Is so again, it's got nothing to do with Shabbos. It's got to do with the efficacy of the learning. We don't want to put the child in a situation where he's going to be put under pressure and physically he can't handle it. So when says like this, We eat and drink all kinds of foods and drinks that we don't normally drink. Little means the world is heavy upon them. The world is heavy Meaning they don't feel their best under that circumstances. Like Shmuel said, Shmuel was the doctor in Shas. He used to say, the person who changes... Any type of cycle that is normally customary, custom to, starts with a stomach problem. Anytime you start a stomach problem on Shabbos, we're not, on, we're not physically in the best because of the food and drink that we change and do differently. Okay. So basically, let's circle back. What did we start? with? We started of why is there a difference? Why is a child? Why is the Mishnah say that even though there's a neder between Reuben and Shimon, Reuben's allowed to teach uh, medrash, but he's not allowed to teach mikra. So we said the difference is because medrash you're not allowed to charge for because Mani bechinim but mikra you are allowed to charge, and we had a machlokes. Why are you allowed to charge? Why is the tutor allowed to charge for mikra? So we said that it's either because of according to Rav, because of schar Shimur, or according to Rabbi Yochanan it was the schar for the pesuk tanim. Now, frag the Gemara like this leman my time Shimur. Why is one not hold of the other? They seem to be exclusive of one another. So if you hold that a person, a Rebbe, or a, is, 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 uh, is only allowed to charge for teaching the truck, but he's not allowed to te- he's not allowed, uh, uh, but, but why, why would he hold that for not, but, but babysitting services, you can't, you can't right? So when it says that, he says like this, uh, It's not that you can't charge for babysitting services. You could. But Al Mishnah did not make a distinction between boys and girls. And it says girls don't need babysitting. (laughs) <laughs> the boy that says, Roger, right the way the Ron brings up the the boy," always worried he's going to jump out the window. He's always worried he's going to run outside. The girls, they stay indoors; they don't run away, and therefore you would not have the excuse to charge for the supervision. I always have this argument with my with, with, with my teachers that I always have more kids in the girls' class and the boys' class, and that's not fair. No, no it, 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 you don't have to charge for the babysitting as as, as, as but, right, but, but but anyway, that's why the the, the sheet the, the this opinion held that he can't say it's because of the supervision that you're allowed to charge, because our Mishnah didn't make a distinction between the boys and the girls. Actually, that's the way the Ron learns it. Our our Mishnah actually mentions the girls... The way we have in our girsa, that you're allowed, it actually mentions the girls specifically. But the Ron clearly did not have that so He just learned that since it doesn't make a distinction between boys and girls, you have to assume it applies to girls as well. Therefore, can't apply for charge for supervision, must be applying something else, which is the, the teaching of the trop, teaching the the, uh, the the easier way to, to break down the posse in terms of the reading. All right, so now that explains... Uh, why the one who says it's because of is the time and not want to say because of the uh, supervision. Alright? So now, what about the opinion that said that uh, even though you know, you'd have to be and say you, know, there is, you can charge supervision for girls maybe or that he doesn't have the gear so that girls are included and only applies to boys however you have to say it. Why didn't he just learn like like the first opinion? That it's because of schar pisuk tamim, right? So ma'and amar schar shimur, my time of amar schar pisuk tamim. Someone says like this: Remember, we said the reason for Rab Yochanan that you're allowed to charge for schar pisuk tamim because he learned that pisuk Ta'amim, the trump was not deraisa. It was only by the told by Ezra and Nehemiah came later, and therefore you're allowed to charge for it because it's not under the violation of just as Hashem taught Moshe and Moshe taught Klai Israel without charge because it's not included in that. But according to uh, according to Rav Hitaka learns is that even the Trop is deraisa that it's part of the Messiah. The Trop was part of the Messiah that was handed down by a Kaddish Baruch Hu and Memela what. You wouldn't be charged for it. You wouldn't be allowed to charge for it. So when it says Kasavar, Pisuk Ta'amim is the it actually is a Deraisa. It's not a Derabbanan. The trope is their The Messiah of the trope is the Raisa. And the one is going to bring a Raya. We had a Maseches Megillah. Ikebar, Avin. Amrab, chananal, amrab. What's mentioned in the pasuk? This is a pasuk that is in the It says like this: Is that Vayikru B'Sefer Teyrath When Ezra brought them, the Nekemia brought them back. From Bovel, and they, I think it was the first Yom Kippur, they had an assembly, and they read from the Torah, and it says like this, it says they read from the Saber Torah of Hashem, Mefurash, it was, uh, it was with, 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 with clarity, with intelligent design, and they were able to understand the reading. What is that breakdown? What's all these extra embellishments or these 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 uh, the, these and terms the that are in the... Down, then? What's that? town was Ezra Nehemiah they had a Sefer Torah written Sure, it's already from Moshe. Moshe already wrote Sefer Torah for all the Shvatim, and they already had Sefer Torah from Moshe's time. Mikra fresh Miksa. So what does it mean? By Mikra, they read from the P'sukim. They had there was the Torah of tzav. they read. Before us, what gave it clarity? The Targum. Targum, Targum, unculus, even though Ungulus reinstituted because they had forgotten it, he'd learned it from his Rabbin, but actually it's part of the Meseirat Sinai that we have the Targum, right? Sum Seichel was done with intelligent design. Eilu Habsukim. That's the Esnachta, where the way the psukim are broken down, that's also from Harsinai. But Ya'avinu Ba'amichra, and they were able to understand the reading of the psukim. Why? Because they had the trump. So you see, according to this understanding, that the trump itself wasn't just a new innovation that came from the Anchek Nesagadollah, from Ezra Nechemiah, but actually was part of the Messiah of what they had from Harsinai. Now, Amri Law, there is another opinion that it does not go on peace of time. And this would make sense, because it's in Mahalikas, where the truck was from Harsina you know. So the first Lush and Halls it was. By Amri Law, it refers to the messerus. Now, what is the Mesiris? So the messerus is different shots in the rhyme. But the messerus is, according to the second shot, I believe, in the run. it's the Kriya Nixibs. That they had the Kri and the Ksils, that even though that certain things are written certain ways, we're going to see, we're going to bring, that they're read other ways, or that, that, that that's what, that, what's that that? that? that gave them the right way, that had them, of the right way to understand the Psukim was referring to the Kri and the Ksivs, right? Okay. Let's go on. Now, say I like this. Amr Abiyatschak. Uh, Mikra Sifrim, Mikra Sifrim, uh, the 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 uh, correct reading that was given by the uh, by the earlier generations who were known as the Sifrim. They used to count every letter and every they knew all the words and every letter. All right, we're going to see it's all from Shama, uh, all from Har Sinai, but the Mikras the reading of the Sifrim, the Itur Sifrim, and the embellishment. Of certain sukkim have what seems to be extra words in them that are only there to embellish the text, but they don't actually teach anything specifically. The karyen, the loyx, even and those uh, um, words that are read in when you, the balkeira reads, even though you don't see those words actually. In the there there's certain words that are read, even though they're not read the way they are really? written. The ksiva and the other things are certain things that are written, even though Lucarian, even though they are not read. We'll give examples of all these things. All of these things are not just man-made uh, understand uh, 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 add-ons. They're all Allah Sinai. As the ramam says that every single letter and word in the Torah, as we have it is all through the Mesira and it's all Meshamayim. It's nothing there was man made or, or it's all uh all Aloha Mesh Now let's go through what they are. So Mikrasifrim, Eretz Shamayim it's Now the Ram brings down two shots over here, but one shot again it fits better Ashkenazi than Sfire, but he's like this is that the word Eretz, uh, or Shemayim or Mitzrayim, if it appears in the middle of a posuk sometimes, there will be Eretz with a Segal, right? What happens when it's under an Esnacht or a Sof posthum? Eretz becomes Oretz, Mitzrayim becomes Mitzroyim, uh, Shamayim becomes Shomoyim. So therefore, that change of how you read it, depending on where it features in the Posuk that's also, halach and moisha That's actually, I don't, I think it's one of those things that people always, they, they call out correct the balchari. You don't really have to correct the balchari because it doesn't really change the actual meaning of the possible. Alright? Now, itter That's what microseifrim is. How to read it correctly. The change from the seagull to the, to the comets. That's, that's What is itter so the, there, there's a number of examples that are brought down. We'll go through a few of them. Achar tavayru. Alright? The, the Ron explains. Achar tavayru is that these are ex- extra in the Pesach. If you take a look into it, it says, this is Take some bread and satisfy yourself. Achar tavayru, and then you can move on. If you would have left out the words and then you can move on, what would I have thought they're going to stay there forever. So therefore, just an embellishment that's put in the puzzle, but it doesn't really add anything into the understanding of the puzzle. So that's what's called it's, uh, all of these examples are going to be given the same type of thing that there's a clause that's in there. stylistically it's put in. And again, the point is that even though it's stylistically, it's not that we added it. "Halam Sinai." Samhere says like this: Ahar to all of these examples of clauses that were added in that's all examples of things that are considered to be itur soi embellishments. By the way, the Ramban uh, in his introdu- in- introduction to the Torah says that the, the that the Torah is all shameless of God's Baruch and even the, the spaces between the letters form shemus of Baruch Hu. We just don't know how to put it together. Which means even if there are words there that we don't necessarily know what, what they're doing there, these are embellishments of the text, it makes a difference in terms of being of the Aitziyahs, to, uh, to become shemos, of HaKadosh Baruch right? And the other thing that Bepharajim say that there's Shishim Rebo Yisrael that each letter represents another Neshama. So you can't say, well, what, why is that extra? There's no such thing as extra Neshamos and each letter represents a Neshama of Kla Yisrael. All right. Now, Kari and Velik what examples of things that are read even though they're not written, right? Pras. The, uh, uh, the the lechter eerste case you shall is is with vile kim by him the nebnaso uh la lord of plato these are all examples if you look at the psukim actually there's actual uh, these are as the who god who god uh, these are things that even though they don't appear in the Pasuk, we actually, Valkyria adds these words in when he reads, when he does the afterah, when he does when he does... Uh, in, uh, right, and the other one, there's certain things that even though they're in the Pasuk, you leave it out when you read, All right. Paas Im These are all examples of Katsban. Even though they're written Le-Karion, the Balkari doesn't read it. The bottom line: all of these are examples of things that phrase values. And why is it written that way? Why is it not written that way? You should know that this is all Alpim Sairah This was all Halacha Moshe Misina. General, what's